0: I want you all to think back to our episode on copyright.
1: There's consideration of the effort, the skill, the technical knowledge behind it, the vision. Yeah, I'm, I'm very much in, in favor of copyright. Understanding what's allowed and what isn't, I think is crucial.
0: In the case of Harry Potter, or even the monkey selfie, the Copyright Act does do a good job of protecting creativity. It leans in favor of the creators, Emphasizing that their ideas, and their expression of those ideas, belong to them, and to them alone. Remember how Dave Cluft explained copyright? Copyright is a body of law that protects artistic expression. And that expression, that word's really important. It's not about ideas, it's about expression. But what happens when a creator and an expression of their idea get very, very separated? When it's hard to trace back where an idea originated in the first place. When it seems like the Copyright Act might allow for some questionable behavior. What happens when a video game becomes so influential that people start to wonder where it got all its ideas from? I'm talking, of course, about Fortnite. From the Intellectual Property Owners Education Foundation, this is Stroke of Genius. To almost any gamer, Fortnite is the best video game there is.
2: But even in the suddenly crowded genre, Fortnite Battle Royale stands out thanks to its vivid colors and an outstanding freeform building system that is unlike anything else in competitive multiplayer gaming.
0: Built by Epic, it's the most fun, most outlandish and most high quality game the world has ever seen. It's only been around since 2017 though Epic's original programming patents for the game were filed over 10 years ago. In its first year alone, the game earned over $1 billion in revenue. Last year, it earned over $4 billion. The object of the game is simple.
1: The premise of the game is there's 100 people on an island with a storm that brings everyone closer to the middle, and the last person alive wins. It's
2: like Hunger Games, basically, and just survive until you're the last one. If you're the last person standing, you get the W.
0: Many gamers find the nature of the game to be so appealing, they'll play it over and over and over again.
2: It's honestly just like addicting, like the competitiveness of it. It's like heart racing, like when you're in the last five people, it's like, oh my gosh, I have the chance to win. Dude, it was like a full-time job. I bet at one point in in summer, I would play like Almost like 35 hours a
1: week. Because it's not that common when you win. When you do win, it's exciting. So you're like chasing the excitement of winning. Well, at least for me. But a lot some people win all the time. But not
0: me. To make the game even more fun, Fortnite has teamed up with huge brands like Marvel and the NFL and massive celebrities like the rapper Travis Scott, who even hosted an in-game virtual concert. So your character can dress like Captain Marvel or your favorite quarterback or Travis himself. Of course, all of these costumes or skins, as Fortnite calls them, belong under Epic's IP. They belong to and within the game of Fortnite. Fortnite has created a cultural crossover that's never really been seen before as trends from the game spill out into the real world effortlessly. Perhaps the biggest example of this crazy cultural phenomenon is the Fortnite dance moves.
1: You guys want us to do the Fortnite dance challenge, so we're gonna do it today, and guess what?
0: I assumed right- that Fortnite was a game about dancing, and Twitch said, no, it's a game about killing. <laughs> you kill people and then you dance. And
2: it's like the motto
0: that I have here. Fortnite calls them emotes.
2: And you could like go to random people and just start dancing and do like really funky dances. They're like really silly.
0: Here's how it works. Players can choose from over 100 different emotes for their avatar.
2: You
1: can unlock some emotes
2: for free by, like, leveling up your guy.
0: Some are free, but a lot of emotes cost money.
2: You can pay for emotes, and you could pay for emotes that no one else would have, so they could be, like, rare emotes.
0: Emotes cost anywhere from $4 to $10. Keep in mind that Fortnite itself is free to download, so cosmetics like emotes are how Epic collects all its earnings. But the dances don't serve any real purpose. They can't help you win the game or protect you from enemies.
2: It was super superficial. My guess is they introduced them to make money so that people can buy the cool ones. Like they they don't serve any tactical purpose in the game. There is no point in them. Besides they're like funny.
0: But your avatar can perform the dance move pretty much whenever you want. And players love them. Favorite emote in Fortnite.
2: It was a workout dance. You know those like classic like 70s or 80s workout videos? Sweatbands, matching color sweatpants, like very like 80s look, like poofy hair, just like dancing.
1: The electro shuffle! Oh! Uh, how how do you even do that one?
2: Billy bounce. <laughs>
1: It's like that dance when you like shake your knees in and then like pick your, pick your feet up on the outside. Fresh. Fresh. Oh. But it's sick because some emotes are traversal, as they say. So you can like move around while still doing it.
2: Best mates. Oh. 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 Oh.
1: Oh. Are you hand. ready for best I'm mates? to pick a specific one? Up. The floor.
0: A lot of the dance moves have spread from the game to viral sensations. People who play the game take those emotes to the dance floor. But a good chunk of these emotes weren't created in the game. They weren't created by Epic at all. In fact, many of them look like dances we all know from other aspects of pop culture. Like the Carlton from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
1: It's not want to be by
0: or Snoop Dogg's signature move from his single Drop It Like It's Hot. <laughs> or Turk's dance to Poison in the sitcom Scrubs.
2: Most of Fortnite's dances come from like movies or TV shows. Um, like they didn't just come up with it. They just, they animate the people doing it in real life.
0: But this is where it gets tricky. When Fortnite started using these dances, Epic didn't credit the artists who made them. In fact, the game renamed all the dances, erasing any indication that they had ever existed outside of the game at all. So the Millie Rock Dance became an emote called Swipe It. Snoop Dogg's dance is now the Tidy, and the Carlton is known as the Fresh emote. A lot of younger players don't recognize these dances from other parts of pop culture. They think the dances originated in Fortnite. Oh my god! Fortnite.
2: Fortnite. Fortnite.
0: Fortnite! The problem is that artists, the creators of these dances, don't receive any credit from Epic. And because of that, in 2018, some creators decided to take Epic Games to court for copyright infringement.
1: Turns out that the franchise's company, Epic Games, is being sued for the game's usage of the Millie Rock dance as as an emote.
0: These creators included Alfonso Ribeiro, who played Carlton in Fresh Prince of Bel-Air.
2: In a lawsuit, Ribeiro alleges Fortnite used his dance without permission or compensation.
0: There was a lot of support from the hip hop community for these dance creators. Chance the Rapper tweeted about the controversy saying, Fortnite should put the actual rap songs behind the dances that make so much money as emotes. Black creatives created and popularized these dances, but never monetized them. That was the big factor here. Not only was Fortnite using the dance moves without the creator's permission, They were also profiting off of them, making some million dollars every year on emote sales alone. So we've reached a copyright dilemma. Obviously, when we see the moonwalk, we think of Michael Jackson. But does he own that dance? Did he come up with it? Should anyone who wants to use it have to credit him? That'd be nearly impossible to police, wouldn't it? But on the other hand, if copyright is all about the expression of ideas, how is it okay for Fortnite to literally just copy a dance outright? Isn't that the exact same expression? So there's one central question here.
2: At the end of the day, can anyone really own a dance? I think it's hard to prove who invented a dance. I mean, I don't know how you would go about copywriting a dance, honestly.
0: Under current copyright law, the answer becomes pretty clear. Here's a sentence from the Copyright Office itself. Individual movements or dance steps by themselves are not copyrightable. In order to copyright a dance, it needs to constitute choreography, which is subjective, but usually requires the dance to be a certain length and combination of steps. So the Moonwalk, for example, has been historically excluded from the category of choreography. What's more, the copyright lawsuits against Epic suffered a big blow when the Supreme Court ruled that the creators must already have a filed copyright before pursuing any lawsuits. When Alfonso Ribeiro tried to apply for a copyright of the Carlton, he was denied. After all, he's admitted publicly that the Carlton is a blend of Eddie Murphy and Courtney Cox, Soon afterwards, Ribeiro dropped the suit against Epic. The other lawsuits quickly dropped away as well. So as of now, the Copyright Act doesn't protect dance moves. But the Copyright Act is also pretty old. The law wasn't written with video games in mind. It will need to be updated as modern life continues to advance, and we don't really know what future copyright protections will look like. The creators of these dance moves, though they didn't receive any monetary credit, have found themselves at the forefront of a new legal field. They've helped pioneer copyright law into new territory that encompasses both video games and dance moves. And in that way, along with pop culture lore, their legacy will live on. In the meantime, you better believe people will continue playing and dancing in Fortnite. Thanks for listening to Stroke of Genius Season 3. Follow us on Facebook at IPOEF to get the latest updates about new episodes and new content. This podcast was produced by Goat Rodeo, a creative audio agency dedicated to guiding and empowering storytellers. Keep an ear out for us.